This is Paul Forges from Live Music Magazine, and I am in the heart of downtown Saskatoon with Rob McCarthy here from 100th Meridian. How you doing, Paul? Good, awesome. Um, and we are at the Capital Music Club, a great place downtown Saskatoon to come and get some awesome food. We've got awesome music, and I know you've played here before. Yeah, we've been here a few times now. Excellent. It's one of our favorite places here in Saskatoon, actually, to play great place yeah so Rob when did you first want to become a musician when did you kind of know oh I remember times when I was quite young actually having a big interest in singing it never really materialized till I was probably early 20s that I actually met started meeting musicians and expressing my interest in singing to them I put out ads in music stores before I actually ever stood at a microphone. And uh, yeah, I got some calls and met a lot of weirdos, but met a couple guys that actually turned into us becoming a band. And it was kind of my, once I started, I was, I almost felt addicted. I, I wanted to just keep going. And this is always was in Saskatoon? Always in Saskatoon, yeah. yeah. Various bands, we've gone from cover bands to original bands we've got other groups I put we put out an album with one group called huge and then we did another recording with I was in a band called torch 144 okay. and we did we did some recording with that that group in writing and yeah it's kind of was my stepping stones to today I guess <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about your influences obviously Gordon Downey's an influence of yours yeah um, can you tell me how that, did, when did you discover Oh, I've, I've been a huge Tragic Leap fan since 88, 89, when they first started, came onto the scene. Yeah. Um, I was pretty much hooked right away. I, and it was actually before I was even serious about singing in bands that I became a fan of Gord and the Tragic Hip and then it kind of became something I, it was a major influence in my style of vocals and I don't know, it was, it's always been a, a big thing for me. Yeah, I know when you're on that stage, I mean, it's almost like it's reincarnating. You're <laughs> that guy. Um, has it always been singing for you or has it been other? Uh, well, I was in high school. I took some guitar uh, in previous bands. I played in lots of harmonica. Yeah. Um, and I guess I kind of took that piece of music from mainly from the Watchmen from oh, Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah. Um, got an A harp and just started playing along with Watchmen songs because they have so much harmonica in it. Yeah, yeah. And it really got me started playing playing harmonica. But mainly singing, yeah. 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 So other than Gord, obviously, uh, who else were your influences growing up? Oh, I was, I was really big in... I mean, I went through a phase when I was in grade eight. I, I was a break dancer, and oh, wow. <laughs> it was a very different, different <laughs> area of music. But it was still musical and dancing, and uh, yeah. So that's what I did when I was, you know, pre-teens. And then uh, I've liked I've liked all kinds of music. Like Blind Melon oh, yeah. was a huge, huge phase for me. Okay, so were you in other bands before 100th Meridian? 
Yes. Uh, first band I was in was called Big Daddy Bone. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was probably where I became addicted to playing music because we played band wars and stuff in the city here. And I just remember becoming hooked on the, the sound and the feeling of people applauding to the ending of one of your songs. Like, yeah. they really got into it. And it was, I don't know, something I, I needed that more of. From, from just being... The yeah, stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really yeah. good. Um, played in a band called Huge. We put out a, an original album. Opened for the likes of 5440, The Watchmen, yeah. uh, Lee Aaron. We played at Minnedosa Classic Rock Festival yeah. in the early, or I think it was the late 90s. Um, then after that, I joined another band called Torch 144. I mean, all these bands break up for different reasons. Yeah. You know, it's it's having a keeping a band together is isn't as easy as it may sound <laughs> or well, it's seem. Like you're, it's an internal family. Really it is, together. yeah. And so, a lot of times, the smallest conflict can cause bands to break up. Yeah. You know. Um, let's talk about the birth of Hundredth Meridian. How did that start? Give me some history on Well, it's a lot of the bands I've played in in the past, there's always been a good, healthy portion of the Tragically Hip. And it was always kind of in the back burner to, to try and start a, a Tragically Hip tribute band. Um, never really materialized till, I don't know, I think it was, I think it was 2009. Um, me and a buddy, Che McGee, we were talking about it, and he ended up, just after that, he met Jack Miller, who yeah. is currently the rhythm guitar player and backup vocalist. And we actually, the first time I actually met Jack was actually at a Tragically Hip concert at the exhibition here in, in the okay. city. So that was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, we Che was our original drummer. I think we, we ended up practicing, rehearsing with him for maybe two or three times and his work called him away so we had to find another guy and that just kind of led to a few a, a couple different drummers mm-hmm. um usually it seemed the when we changed drummer the bass player would be would be changed at that time as well okay. just nothing really there was no formula behind it we just it just happened that way um and then probably about Five years ago, we got our current lineup, and it's just running so smoothly now. Everyone gets along great. It's like it, it is like a mini family. Yeah. You know. So basically, we got Benjamin Warner on drums, uh, Trevor Hay on bass, on bass, Jack Miller, and Chris Grant and plays Chris lead Grant. guitar so, player. So that's your current lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's working really good. I mean. We were doing this well before anyone knew Gord Downey was sick, mm-hmm. much let alone it was going to die within a year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we've been, it's, nothing's really going to change for us. It just kind of seems like people want to hold on to the hip a little more. Yeah. And I, I think we help them do that when they come to our shows. So, you want them to live on through your music? And well, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Like, we want to, we want to, continue 
giving people that that feeling you, you had when you went to a tragically hip show yeah. and I mean just talking to a lot of the people at our shows they seem really grateful and happy that we're doing this because it does help it live on a little bit I know like we first met at the, the old Blue Nose Bar and Grill in Woodminster yeah. and uh, man like seeing you on stage where it's, it was like total metamorphosis of uh, <laughs> of, of uh, Thank you. What's your most favorite song to perform on stage? <laughs> oh, Ed, I, I have a, a hard time with that question because it's, it's not really about one song. It's, uh, there are songs that are more of a workout vocally to sing. Sometimes I'm not really there. And it seems like there are times certain songs are like, I almost don't want to do them because they're a vocal workout. Yeah. Some are easier than others. I don't really like. There's too much of a list of favorite ones. Yeah. You know. I know you do the full range of not just the the popular, but you do the B side as well. Yeah, yeah. We try and we try and because I mean, if I was if I was going to see a, a hip tribute band, being the the hip fan I am, if I was never in a band, I would love to see that band play B sides. I mean, I don't know, it just, it shows a lot of, I don't know, exploration, I guess. Take me back to the first live gig that you played with Henry Viridian, where, where was that? Was that, how did that make you feel, knowing that? Well, our first show would have been at Buds on Broadway here in Saskatoon. Okay. Um, and I mean, all of us collectively have played in all other bands and have played Buds on Broadway. So it was kind of like, I don't know, it was just us bringing a new product to the place we already played in. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was nice. It was a familiar place. Um, we got, we saw lots of acceptance and people loved it. And most times we play there, it's quite busy and full, so... Let's go into the the charity that Gordon Downey has has uh, started. Well, he's he started a a couple charities. Uh, the one was for the Sunnybrook the Gordon Downey Fund for Research for Brain Cancer, Brain Tumor Research, um, and he also started the Downey Wenjack Fund. Yeah, that's and, what I've seen is the Downey Wenjack. Yeah, it's kind of like in his last year of life, it was his big, it was basically his passion. He He's really trying to bridge Indigenous and non-Indigenous people in, on a path to reconciliation. I've, I, I feel it's important for me personally because I'm 18 myself, but I have lots of people in my life that I care about that were negatively impacted by the residential school and it's just a blemish on our country's history, really. So I feel strongly about doing something. In Gordy's last concert in Kingston, he, he, he basically asked Canon to do something. And this is, I, I just want to try and continue the, some of the work he was doing. Obviously, I won't have the impact he did, but I, at our shows, we always either do a 50-50 draw, or I, we're we're looking at becoming a third a third party fundraiser for the Downey Wenjack Fund, okay. which means we'd be selling 
uh, Downey Wenjack merchandise at our shows and just continually raising money for such a good cause. That's awesome. Okay, so what do you do outside of music that um, contributes to... To society? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a licensed practical nurse at Royal University Hospital. I work on a neurology unit, which, I mean, I see many people that have the, exactly the same diagnosis that Gordon Downey was was given. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it, when as soon as I found out what he had, I just, it made it more real because I, I knew what kind of path that kind of diagnosis brings. Mm-hmm. And it's not a nice one. And I don't know, it's just... Yeah, it's a very different lifestyle from playing in a rock band. Yeah, but <laughs> quite, the, quite the switch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I love both. I, I love playing music, and I, I love helping people at, yeah. at my day job, too. So So what's next for the 100th Radian? Where, where do you guys want to go in the future? Well, I just, just want to keep doing it, basically. I mean, I don't... I mean, it would be nice to get a sweet cushy spot on the Vegas Strip somewhere. <laughs> You're that Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> that would always be awesome. I'm sure yeah. we'd jump at the opportunity, but we just want to keep doing it. Yeah. We just want to help the music live on and do our bit helping Gord's charities be successful and help people. Yeah. So. Right on. So where can we find you on social media? Uh, we're on, you can find us on Facebook, uh, The 100th Meridian, uh, Saskatchewan's answer to the Tragically Hip, it's called. That's quite the mouthful. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I'll and put the link in to this video, make sure you know where it is. <laughs> and, uh, www.100thmeridian.com is our website. Yep. Check us out there. And at Bud's on Broadway this weekend, December 9th. All right. You can check me out at Live Music Magazine on Facebook and website coming soon. And peace out. We are done. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you, my friends.